Welcome to the latest Spotlight brought to you by Connect, the property and construction hub. I'm James Marriott. Today, our guest is Mamita Brawl, uh, who founded the Entrepreneur Studio and has had a, a pretty incredible career, some really remarkable achievements in there, an absolute ton of awards as well. We're going to talk about um, all, all that stuff in, uh, in, in today's Spotlight. Um, if you are listening to the podcast version of this, I'm just going to set the scene for you. Uh, we are recording this uh, virtually with an audience as part of our weekly networking get together. You might well hear from some of them later on. If you want to find out more about Connect and what we do, then uh, please have a look in the show notes. Now, what we don't do here is just hand over to our keynote speakers and let them do a presentation. Uh, we give, give them like a, a proper grilling. This is a little bit like Piers Morgan life stories without the ego. Um, so um, first of all, Mammy, welcome to Connect. Thank you very much, James. It's good to have you with us. Now, I know lots about what you've done, but for anyone who isn't as as clued up, just give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself, if you would do a little bit about what you've done and what you do now. Yes. Um, hello, guy, everyone. Um, my background is more as a financial guy uh, in the hospitality I studied in Switzerland and worked throughout in the hospitality from as an income auditor to the being a director of finance for the Ritz-Carlton group and used to open the hotels for them in Europe uh, to uh, work with them, opened in Ireland and being part of some of the pre-opening properties of Ritz-Carlton and full-fledged, we opened the hotel in Kazakhstan. So my main portfolio was always been as uh, building the five years projections, looking at the capex, looking at the funding, legalities, contracts, and everything. So that's basically was in my blood and my forte that I always did that. Then 2015, I uh, was placed in Kazakhstan, opened the $700 million property there. Uh, was beautiful. It's a beautiful property. You should visit to Almaty. It's a beautiful place in Kazakhstan. Uh, I was amazed to see when I was there. But then family was growing, so I took a decision to come back. And so I came back, then got the blessings from my wife. So I said, I always want to do something my own. So I started my own journey late 2015. And that journey when I started, the first thing I realized was the relationship. Because of the relationship I built during my Red Carlton period, that was when I came back to uh, Dublin, that helped me to make my business start from the bottom. So that was my first learning. And then I started from that journey from there. So I always wanted to be in that business line with looking into the business prospects. And I want to become an angel investor. That's my aim goal at the later on. So started having that goal in my mind, started my journey. I was put in place with two couple of businesses that time and build their business process, look into their business models, look into where we can uh, do the costing sides. We end up with an IT company. So started with that way, with the business process and everything in the layman terms, we start working with them. Then I went into, invested into energy company uh, in Dublin with UK partnership. So I invested into that company, grew that company, got the 350K investment into that company. And then recently I came out from that company, but then I started my own, telecommunication company. Uh, so we are now in Ireland, in UK, and we are getting into Spain uh, in two months. 
Uh, and then in Germany. So we are growing in telecommunication side. Uh, that's where we are. Have a small marketing company. and uh, But my main company is uh, FDI solution, foreign direct investment solutions, where we started working with embassies, working through embassies to the businesses who wants to grow, what is low hanging fruit is available for them. Most of us, we don't know what kind of sport is actually available outside. We only look into our parameters and everything. We don't look outside that. There's a lot of sport is available in the market. So we help those companies from there. And then from there, when the COVID hits and we all were down in that business, and I think we always wanted to, to see how we can help the entrepreneurs. That's where the Entrepreneur Studio born. Looking at it, uh, my journey, looking at it, other people's journey, we have uh, looked at uh, build the business plans for most of the companies. Like we brought Californian company to Isle of Man, raised 400,000 pounds in half an hour for them. We have another companies as well. So we looked into that and we looked into the parameters that how we can help actual entrepreneurs looking there. So for that reason, the entrepreneur has been formed, James. I mean, there's there's so much there to 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 pick apart. The amount of stuff that you've done, the amount of businesses you've been involved in is 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 just incredible um tell us a bit about some of the awards that you've won because to say you know, you 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 are multi-award winning you've been involved in multi-award winning businesses is is, is entirely true isn't it it is indeed uh, james uh, during my risk alton time i when we had the property and when in 2007 we actually opened the property and luckily at that time we built a 21 million uh, euro of uh, revenue in 2008 when the recession was hitting because of the advanced uh, bookings, we had it. But then with that 21 million uh, euro of the year, we lost around 6 million at the end of the year. So then when we became the director of finance, we became the director of finance and we worked on it and we looked into it, we turned around with a 15 million euro of a revenue with a zero break-even. So basically in nutshell, with nearly 11 million euro in the whole year, we turned around the property saying that we didn't even lose a single job in the property. And that recession, we had a 300 ladies and gentlemen working that time. We didn't allow anybody to lose a job. Everybody was working. We decided from the top level to decrease from the 10-person salary to the lower people, the, to the directors and the managers and the lowest to work for three days so that everybody has a job. So that was the key. And when we did that, I won the European Mustang Director of Finance Award from the Marriott. For that, uh, when we went to the NAMA as well, our books were already clean. We had a lot of procedures onto the place. All the supplies were get paid as well in the right time. So I won an award at that time. Then when I started my own journey in the 2017, I won a Rising Star Award for my company uh, in London. Uh, we were growing from year by year that time. And then in 2018, we won an innovation and technology award. We built one technology for to launch into US market with the link with the first data and Clover, the point of sale system. We build the analytic tool. And then in the recent years, we have sold that company to the US company. So we are out from that. We won that innovation and technology award for that. And then I got the entrepreneur of the year award as well in that year, 2018. That's amazing. Um, 
I mean, this is a this is a a, a big question, or, or probably a difficult question to um, ask, because the fact that you know you've 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 done so much, and already in we've only been talking for five minutes, and and so many things that you've mentioned that that are remarkable. Um, what what do you class as your biggest achievement, or or perhaps your proudest achievement from your career so far? The proudest moment, James, is. Uh... Two things uh, I will tell. One is definitely we as an entrepreneur, when we run our own business and everything, we call them our babies or everything, we forget to tend that uh, the relationship we create. One of the biggest, even though we have achieved a word, I will not, not be able to achieve this word if I don't have a right relationship or the right team next to me. And uh, these are the two things uh, that I have always worked for even when I was in Wisconsin as well, even when I, we were building the team as well, I look less experience, but I look who is the person, who is the people who's working next to me. So the biggest achievement, uh, that is, these are the things that I have achieved. I will always call it that way. That allowed me where I am today. You've, you've talked a bit already about um, businesses, particularly one that, that you've gone into that, that was struggling and, ultimately you know turned it around from you know huge losses um and 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 turned it around um how how do you do that when you go into a business where things aren't right what what are you looking for how do you spot the things that need to be changed the things that that are going wrong there are two ways of looking which i always looked into it one is what are the opportunities in front of me what are the current opportunities what are the other opportunities that's we one side. Then the other side is what are my costs? Because at the end of the day, we all are sitting in here. We always talk about the top line and the bottom line. Top line is revenue. Bottom line is profit. It's the basic thing every entrepreneur, every business runs for. So what is my top line? How I can differ that? What I'm doing it? How I can change that? What else I can do within there to make that top line revenue to either grow stabilize or to find a new opportunity within that. Then going down there as well, then the, the uh, two uh, cost sites is a payroll and your costing. So you looked into that in a rightly manner and everything that, yes, sometimes you have to take a hard decision on it, but again, you have to look into what is right, how I can work. So when we looked at it, we definitely we looked at the revenue, what is coming in, how we can put that there as well, how we can uh, save that money into a saving account for this. Secondly, then we went from the bottom rather than going from the payroll side, we went from the bottom. So we looked into the whole costing side and seeing, okay, fine, what are the extra costs we have, how we can manage these costs so that as much as cost we can save is good for us because that is where we want to work on it. Then whatever is left, you go back and you see, okay, fine, now I have to hit the payroll. People tend to do what was that they go to the payroll straight away and say, start cutting the jobs, start cutting the people, start cutting this. But then they realize that when they cut the people as well, they don't have a proper revenue to survive them as well. But if you have a right team, you can survive. So look into different. So come to the pair to your team at the last, not the beforehand. So that was the methodology we have applied. Then we went back to our suppliers. And we said that let's sign, we call it LTA, long-term agreement, in the sense that every quarter I pay you in 45 days, but you are giving me this product. I want now 10% or 20% discount on that. So I'm offering you the business, 
this is my forecast i'm going to give you minimum of this kind of a revenue but i want this and we pay in 45 if i don't do that don't give me the discount and it worked out so that is where we build the relationships that's where we find the different ways of doing the business as well so this is these are the things that we always have to look into it and and do you think um that the every so yeah you know, lots of businesses hit difficult times do, do you think every business can be turned around i guess what i'm asking you is have you had the opportunity to go into other businesses taken a look at it and thought do you know what i'm staying away from that uh i tell you about my own journey james uh when i started in 2000 and uh, late 15 my business journey is not uh, like this it's a roller coaster journey when i come from the corporate world everything is corporate the standard operating procedure and what you are saying is black and white is always in front of you but when you get in the business line it's totally different where in 2018 i made a good revenue but in 2019 it came i went down and i have to put a line in the sand as well and take a hard decisions in there as well no guys i have to stop here i know what i was doing right and because of this certain other things i am not doing something right i need to stop and i have to come back and we came back uh, in the covid period as well and then we came back and now we are up in that direction so it's always yes there are things happens uh, james in the businesses you looked into it we have got some businesses that i all we find when the person is more about money oriented than the business oriented that's why i always call is that there's a difference between a businessman and the entrepreneur businessman is always talk about you about the money entrepreneurs will talk about how we can make this to go to the next and go for the long run with everybody not only myself so that's where the difference has to lie you have to think about you are you a business person or you are a entrepreneur for the long run you uh you mentioned very much in passing um a little bit earlier on about uh you you once raised 400,000 pounds in less than half an hour for a business i think it was a little bit quicker than 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 that actually um tell us a little bit more about about that because that's an amazing amount of money to be able to raise in such a short amount of time uh luckily we were uh, this client was from california and we were looked into their technology and they want to build something for the from the cases happens in the court and they were tied up with israel uh, and one it company and when we looked into this i was actually introduced to her by a common friend and i was i remember i was uh, dropping my wife to the airport and i was going home and we literally was on the phone for 2 hours she when she called me and we were 2 hours and we made the relationship at within that 2 hours so i explained her somebody wants to build a business plan for her but then couldn't able to and so on so and then i said yeah no problem we will work on this and this is what we agreed on it and when i start looking into it the person didn't have that knowledge she hired somebody else and paying so much but when i looked at it and i told to her that you know what what you have is basically going to the bin whatever your money has put into it it feels like you have burnt it is a bad dream so when we looked into it and then we start building the whole business plan then we just open that whole thing what exactly she want what we want to achieve it who the team we have or where we can go into it then we found somebody through her connectivity a uh, chief justice in isle of man and we brought him and we met him a couple of times and then we got an opportunity to be in front of the investor and it was only a week we've been told that we have only one week to work on this to be in front of this investor 
So then I start building the whole business plan, building the whole structure behind it and everything. What we did was uh, we uh, I went back and I did a little bit study about this investor. And then I requested uh, in that meeting, can he bring his solicitor? And everybody was surprised to me why I'm bringing his solicitor on the first meeting, giving a pitch deck, right? And I said, no, I want his solicitor to be present or can we have? So they placed the meeting, the solicitor office. So I said, perfectly fine. Because the key was this to understand this investor, what we are building is between the judge, the court and the solicitor. And if solicitor tells me, I asked him the question, how when I was did the pitch deck to them, and then I asked the question to him as well, how much you are paying for if you are having this service? Oh yeah, we are paying around thousand pounds per month. I said, okay, fine, now let's turn around this. I said, okay, Mr. Investor, you want to invest in this as well. So I will tell you how much margin I'm going to have it. How much is my cost this? And when I looked into this, he was amazed that the costing that we were bringing and the charges he was paying a thousand pound, we they he was like, there's a it's like a no brainer. He said, I'm ready to sign this check now. Enough uh, if you want me to us, but he wants equity. But the uh, the lady wants to give Y equity, so that's another story. But this is where we are. So this is where we want to understand that pitch deck is when you are in front of investor. There are three things we always look into. It is that hook we call it that bring them to you this is they can start looking at it make them emotion emotional link with you so they feel oh this was my pain as well he's actually helping me into my pain and then give them the logic answer three things if you have done they are in front of you in that minutes amazing um tell us more about the entrepreneur studio Yes. Uh, Entrepreneur Studio, uh, we have built this actually a platform. We started with that. And uh, so I told my team. So what happens is that that any entrepreneur who joins us, first of all, uh, one side we have entrepreneurs. The other side we have brought is we have embassies. We have diplomats. We have mentors. We have advisors. We have businesses and investors on the other side. So we have lined up all of them. Then through this platform, they can load, when they uh, join the entrepreneur studio, any entrepreneurs, they will see what they can do a market research. At this moment of a time, when you want to do a market research, as you're sitting in Liverpool, you say tomorrow, oh, my media, you know what? I want to step into uh, New York. So from this platform, you will understand the logistics of New York, the economy of New York, the industries, how you can set up your company, what are the tax rates in there? What are the local government is supporting you guys? What are the local uh, sport is available? Like DIT does in UK. Leo does it uh, in Ireland as well. Finland Helsinki has his own as well. There's a startup programs as well. They can help you. What are the low hanging fruits of sport is available for you guys? What are the other business are helping you? What can they do? So they can perform this market research. Then they can do a business plan within there. Share with the team. Share... They can find their mentors as well. So if I'm an industry, normally tend to see is that whenever you're looking for a mentor to look into it, you know who knows whom, whom knows who, and they becomes your mentor. But the tendency is that that person might not be fit for your business in the sense of because you, he doesn't know about your industry in that much depth detail. So through our platform, they can find that mentor. If they don't, we will find that mentor for them, a credible mentor. Similarly, businesses, 
you are sitting in London, you want to get in New York, you want to find a lo- local uh, accountant who can help you to set up a company, you can find that. And they all will be credible people who will be joining us. Uh, there is a way of joining our entrepreneurs club from that angle point of view. We're not allowing anybody to join that straight. So we have a committee to decide on that. Then when they have done this, then we have brought the investors. So what we are doing is that we are bringing the investors in every stream, in every way. Like we have been done uh, now nearly, we have nine different kinds of investors from uh, equity, from the debt financing, to an e-commerce platform, to an ESG market, to a medtech market. So we are bringing a special investors on that so they can look at. If you are running an e-commerce platform, for example, you're looking into, uh, you're making a 10,000 per month you're looking for a funding for marketing or inventory, we can get you within a 48 hours now. So we have done that, the whole process. So that's the whole about the Entrepreneur Studio. We are bringing more offers, more services. We are working with some of the governments. Now we have been uh, called by in uh, Denver, in Colorado. They are doing a startup week in the month of September. They have asked us to be present there, helping their startups who wants to grow. What we want to do is that, any businesses we have here who wants to get into U.S. market, who wants to get into Denver. Denver is a very nice place. Maybe you all of guys, even myself, don't know what Denver provides us. But Denver has a very nice startup committee that you guys can get into that. So we want to bring some businesses here to there, want to sit down in front of the governor of the Denver, want to sit down with this organization and tell them, I have these five businesses. They are in this industry. They want to step in Denver. Their questions is X, Y, and Z. How you can help? Can you help? If they say yes, we come back. They can help you. There we go. Let's set up the business. Because bigger companies who are making a million dollar, two million dollar, they already have accountants who are solicitors they can get into. Big companies tend to get a better sport, but the small startup companies, they have to dig a lot of uh, not have to knock a lot of doors to get understand that. That's where we are coming into the picture. Entrepreneur Studio. Well, thank you for that. Um, so obviously, I mean, you're 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 kind of you know working with entrepreneurs all the time, and you know throughout your career, you've you've been working with entrepreneurs. Can I ask yeah. if there are any um, are there any kind of traits that you tend to see in in successful entrepreneurs? Things that you that you look for. Uh, that that really stand out of a, of a successful entrepreneur. Uh, yes, uh, James, that's a very good question. I always say is that a good entrepreneur, right entrepreneur, is your open mindedness. That you are willing to sit down, willing to look at it, willing to look at all the different aspects and everything, and see what exactly we can work and we should be able to take a decision like that. Okay, let's change this. Let's get into this. Let's change this. Okay, fine. Because sooner you take a little risk the better for you for the next time because you have learned, you have done it, you have taken the step on it and you have gone. That is the key the entrepreneur has to do because this is uh, one I were during my this career, recently I have learned was investors back in the investable entrepreneurs. So if the entrepreneur is investable, they invest in you. So this is the key that entrepreneur has to be working on. You have to stand there and say, yes, this is there. And you don't need to shy. Yes, I have been failed, but I have come from there and gone to this because that gave me the opportunity to go to the next level and we are doing now much better. So always have to be a positivity on that. Is there anything that you'd like to go back and do differently if you have the opportunity? 
yes, definitely. I wish I have not invested in a couple of other businesses which I have lost money. And uh, I think that was a time when uh, I got emotional. I started my own journey and I thought, oh, the business is coming. Let me jump into it and get some businesses sooner. So, but yeah, the, as I said, that that was my uh, downside at that time. And But I learned it. Uh, it's an expensive learning. I had it, but yes, I learned it. But uh, made me do a different person uh, now. So that's there. It was a good investment I lost. <laughs> I can call it that way. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you mentioned earlier about some of the different places, particularly in hotels, where you know, kind of around the world, you've 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 opened hotels and been involved in in different businesses. Um, where, and I'm talking geographically now, where's been your favorite and least favorite place that that you've that you've worked or done business? Uh, first of all, there's no least favorite gyms. Uh, <laughs> uh, being honest with you, I think hospitality industry, such an industry, either you like it or you love it or you hate it. Uh, because in that industry, you meet every single day, you're meeting every single person. It's so diverse. So you learn so much, uh, different cultures, different way of uh, talking to the people, different behaviors, different economics, everything. So you love it. Either you love it so that's there. And uh, the favorite place, uh, being honest with you, is still my in my heart is uh, in Ireland. Pro- because uh, with that property, I was involved uh, from day one when we used to wear the yellow hats and the blue uh, shoes to get into there and sit down and work every day and night. And we have worked like long hours till one o'clock in the night and we are back to six o'clock in the morning. And uh, so many memories are being there. The actual memory, why it was very close to my heart was that when I got offer from that Ritz-Carlton, my wife was pregnant and we didn't have the car. So, and I was doing my uh, ACCA, sorry, SEMA at that time. And so I used to leave the house by six o'clock in the morning, take a bus. Bus was one and a half hours towards my workplace, get down, get up to the mountain to the, where this uh, village is, where the property was open. And before joining that, my wife was pregnant. We took a bus. We went there. We were, didn't allow to get into because the building was constructing. So we were standing outside one of the bench, both of us, and looking at it. I knew the Ritz-Carlton because I studied in the Ritz-Carlton, Ritz uh, Hospitality School in Switzerland. So I knew about the Ritz-Carlton. So I was telling her about, oh, it's, it's such a property and blah, blah, blah. And so we were standing on that bench and we're looking at that bench and we said, okay, fine, shall, we, shall I say yes or no? So, so that is still, I have those memories now until we, whenever we go for a cup of tea and there as well, we often go there. So we still look at that bench, me and my wife are with our first baby in our tummy and everything. So that's uh, there. That's amazing. Just following on from that, you mentioned your, your, your wife, your children, um, you, you know, now you're involved with several different businesses, lots of, you know, different fingers in different pies and things. Um, how, how do you balance, and this is a problem that I think all of us in some way or another have, how do you balance work life, personal life? This was, I learned by one gentleman and believe me, James, I met him only once in my life. He came to our energy uh, when I was in a shareholder in an energy company. He came there. He uh, So then we were talking about him and everything. And then uh, suddenly we were talking about this balanced life, work life and everything. We are working so hard and everything. He put the two phones in front of me and he said, this is my work phone. 
this is my personal phone. I don't give my personal phone number to anybody except my family. Work phone is this. And he had his old Nokia phones, not smartphones. What he did was after six, he said, after six o'clock, I turned this off. That's it. So I was like, oh, okay, that's very good. I said, I can't do that after six o'clock or something because of the business you involved. Sometimes the emergency comes or anything. And then I went to another event and this lady was talking about it. She said that sometimes when the email comes in and everything, we tend to jump into it. We tend to answer into it. But then we for where we are concentrating onto it, we totally forgot about it. Then we start doing something else. And she said, don't need to do that. So you need to balance yourself. So since then, after seven o'clock every evening, my phone is next to my window. I'm with my family, spending the time cooking, doing there as well. Even if, even if I'm going on holidays as well, I get blessings from my wife one hour in the morning, one hour in the evening. I will do my emails and I will check up. I will do everything follow up and then back to the family. But I couldn't achieve this without doing an automation process in my business. That is the key as well, guys. Because what happens is that it's like we all often we hear this terminology called delegation. Delegate your work to the team. Delegate your this. If you don't have a team, if you are a single person running person business or a two people who are running the business, you don't automate your business process in some of the business process which can be automated very easily. Maybe it costs you 20 quid, 30 quid, but it can automate. It helps you a lot in your life. That is there. So you need to look into that, what you can all make an automation of your process. If not, tell me, I will start it with you and I will make that automation for you. That's brilliant. There's some uh, some great some great thoughts and some great advice in there. Um, we've had a couple of um, of questions. First of all, from um, Jonathan, who mentions, you know, it kind of looks like we're heading into a recession in, in the next few months. Um, is there a surefire way to navigate through something like a recession? We need to understand what kind of the recession we are talking about. This is not the recession which had happened in 2007, 8 and 9 and 10. This is not that recession. This recession is totally different. Like during the COVID as well, a lot of business had made a lot of money. And a lot of and other businesses who haven't made the money, they have actually, we call it in our uh, books, we call disaster recovery book. When disaster happened, what you do? It was, we used to do that in the risk Carlton. If disaster happens, how we can survive the hotel business. So every business has this disaster recovery book. So we all learned in the COVID period, if this kind of things happen, what we can do, what we cannot do. So we have aligned ourselves as well. This recession is more about inflation is coming. The price is increasing. A lot of people are cutting costs. They will try to find a different ways of cutting the cost. So we need to look at it. Okay, fine. Is my service, if any my uh, client going to cut my service, what I can offer to them back? Because at the end of the day, again, you are making a relationship where they also understand when these things happen, if we support each other, we definitely come out together in a better shape. So work on that way. And a question from uh, Christina, who mentioned, we were talking about the Entrepreneur Studio earlier on. She's asking, is it functional in India or is it just UK, Europe and US? We are our headquarters in Ireland. The company is Irish company. We are already in UK, so we have a company in UK. We are making a collaboration with a lot of other people. So India, we made a collaboration to step in, in the market. I'm originally from India, from New Delhi, uh, but I left India from nine, in 1999 when I was 19 years old. 
So my family calls me NRI, non-reliable Indian. So that's there. And uh, so we work with the uh, US market a lot. We work with 26 embassies here in Ireland. So whether you name it all the European embassies with the UK, US embassy investment and trade, I've always been a part of a delegation from Ireland on the summit investment in US market as well. So we are collaborating in that sense. We are actually now uh, stepping into South Africa market as well. We're um, we're almost out of time, actually. Just got another couple of uh, questions to uh, ask. Uh, Caroline asks, have you got any advice for solo business owners who are looking to grow their business so they can get to the point where they're taking on staff and, and other projects? So is it repeated again? Sure. So any advice for um, so solo business owners, sole traders, people who are, you know, kind of self-employed doing their own thing um, on how to grow their business so they can get to a point of taking on staff and, and ultimately taking on new projects? Uh, there are a lot of sport is available via universities. via your local uh, enterprise offices, internships, who can comes to you, who can help you? Go to there. Uh, in every, what we have learned in Ireland or in UK, uh, even though we are learning in US market as well, uh, universities, there are enterprise offices run by the government. They go to them, tell them, this is my business plan. This is where I'm working. This is where I need a help as well. This is our business plan. This is what we want to achieve it. There is a sport available for every sole trader, you can have it. Second sport, I always say is that you define a sport, what kind of sport you are looking for, right? Uh, like we all are of, we are not uh, expert in everything and we don't, I don't want to be expert in everything. So what we do then is there, whom I can work with it in collaboration with, in the sense is that, for example, Caroline, you are very good in marketing. I'm very bad in marketing but I'm very good in my finance. So we can come and when we are solo, you are solo. And we say, okay, fine, listen, if I have a five clients, you have a 10 clients, can we work together and can we build something together? Now we go both have 15 clients and we are both helping each other. So that is there. Again, I always said, uh, I never shy to ask for a sport. I went back to, when I started my business and everything, uh, Fiona, who's my accountant, I went to him and I told him on the day one, Fiona, I'm a startup company. I have a very limited funds. I have lost my funds and everything. Can you support me? He did support me for the first year. He didn't charge me any fees. And today, after five years, he's handling all of my companies. Stand, learn, talk. That is the key there. Communication is the key for sole traders, I have to say. Real. I started my journey as old trader, believe me. Just one final question from from me then. Um what about the what about the future? What what else is there that you want to achieve? My aim game game is to have this my own investment company and to uh support uh the right opportunities. I have already started uh, another company where we are uh, giving a coding classes to the kids. So I'm supporting that company. So I'm towards helping them, the kids uh, on that note. So I always want to have my own investment company. That is my aim goal. Sit down, look at it, look into the whole structure and how I can bring 
i have uh, with god blessings when uh, journey up and down i always says when you are open transparent god always opens the door for you when one door is closed so never feel that oh door is closed for me today believe me tomorrow the door is going to open for you so i always want to open those doors uh, whatever i can in a through the right entrepreneurs to the right people always want to support always want to help brilliant well mummy it's it's been a real pleasure um chatting to you thank you so yeah. much for uh, for joining us no thank you very much james and thank you very much for inviting me We'll have another great guest next month. If you'd like to find out more about Connect Spotlights or any of the networking meetings we run, there's four different formats throughout each month. You can get all the information you need and the links in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you next month.